Good morning, dear guy to my funny with Derek and Eric. This is Derek speaking. Hello, nice to meet you. I'm having a great time and I hope you are as well. Today's guest is Anna Silk. She played a succubus on a little show called Law School. She's a Canadian-born badass. She has used Nicorette. We discuss that. We discuss what it's like being a succubus and how it affected the LGBTQ community. She's an incredible human being. She walked through the door and you felt kindness surround you, love and joy. And when you listen to her, you will become a smarter person. So sit back and relax and listen to Anna Silk. I can hook Seth up with, I could juice him with extra high holiday tickets. There you go. That's my one thing. <laughs> Perfect. This is for good. the, for see. Where, where, where do you? Uh, no, for, uh, for synagogue, for Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. So here's the thing. I don't have any juice in this business, but I do have high holiday tickets. I, then it's and a fair trade. And that, for Jews, to f- know a Jew who could get them high holiday tickets that's like, you know, oh, I've got courtside seats at the Lakers. Yeah. 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 I married Jewish, but I don't know anything. Yeah, so I try to explain yeah. it to Derek. Cause, but you converted to I Judaism. Can, I converted, Yeah, yes. And to dogs, I just found and out. And dogs. <laughs> Not at the same time. Okay. Okay. Um, yes. <laughs> I converted. Seth did the classes with me. Where, where'd you convert? American Jewish University. Oh. Yeah. Which yeah. is not there anymore, right? Well, it's there. They're selling the property. They're selling the property. Okay. And then and they're going to be in a smaller space in L.A. Okay. But they're around. They're around. Okay, good. AJU. That's what we call it, Derek. AJU. American AGU. Jewish AGU. University. Yeah, that makes sense. AGU would be something else. It would. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, welcome, Anna. Thank you. So excited you're here. Thank you for having me. Uh, yes. Anna and I know each other from synagogue. Because you know what that is, Derek? That's the temple. That's, that's where the all the, that's, that's where we gather. And that's the tabernacle that's, of the Mormons is uh, the synagogue of the Jewish community. Yeah, but Mormons like nobody. If you have to be Mormon to go go in, right? Like you're only allowed a, in Mormonism. You're only allowed if you're not Mormon up to a certain point, and then they don't let you in. Like you can't go in for like a wedding ceremony. Are there Mormons? But Jews, in, I mean, we're open to everybody. Are there Mormons in Canada? I'm, I'm sure there are. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to sure ask a lot are. of silly, stupid no, questions. No, these are good questions. I don't remember that being a part of my childhood, but I'm sure that there are. Which Mormons. was a great way to say that you're from Canada. From you're Canada. born in Canada. <laughs> yes, I'm from New Brunswick, yeah. um, which is north and east of Maine. Oh, it is a lot like Maine in terms of how it looks. Um, what about the community? Is it like sweet and delightful? I mean, look, the expression was "strangers are friends you haven't met yet." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. that's how I grew up. It was very idyllic. It was. I came from the main, the capital city in New Brunswick is where I was born. When I left there, I think the population was fifty-five thousand. Okay, which was like hopping. Oh, you yeah. know, it was a government university town. Ooh. There was lots of good partying in my college days there. But um, it's a beautiful part place to grow up. My hometown had a beautiful river valley in the middle. Oh there was gosh. the north side, the south side. Mm. Do you ever want to go back um, and live there? I sometimes do. <laughs> I sometimes do. 
Um, it's pretty, uh, it's got a really thriving arts community, even though it's a smaller place. It's beautiful. I just watched LA, the LA River doesn't have the same vibe. <laughs> no. <laughs> now, the LA River is a little <laughs> lackluster. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just watched, uh, speaking of Canadians, I just watched the Pam Anderson documentary uh, last night. I did night. too. Because it just came out yesterday. That's why I asked, do you want to go back home? Because she... She went back home. She to, goes back home to, to, like, to like... Vancouver Island or whatever. Yeah. She, yeah. That's way further. That's the other that's way. very far. It's very different. But I don't blame her for wanting to go home. Yeah. Yeah. I love a, Canada. It's a desert out I, here. Growing up in New York City, the destination spot was Montreal. Yes. For a lot of, a lot of trips. Uh, my bachelor party was in Montreal. I mean, Ooh. is there no better place for well, that? Well, right? so we grew up going to Jewish summer camp, and they would take us when we were 15 on a five-day trip to Montreal. Mm-hmm. So for my bachelor party, we recreated a bunch of the trip. Mm-hmm. So we like went to laser tag, and we went to the biodome. And so oh. it wasn't your typical bachelor party. What did you do at your uh, bachelorette party? Did I have did a you bachelorette have party? I think I, yes, I did. It was a small group. I think there was three of us. <laughs> and we went line dancing. Oh, where? Um, somewhere. The limo took us near, you know, near somewhere in LA, like somewhere, a 40 minute drive somewhere. Calabasas, <laughs> I think, has the best line dancing. It could have been. I don't know, there. but I, I mean, I love country music. Well, this, I gotta, this time I gotta... last year, I was preparing to go see Shania in Vegas, which oh. I did do. Um, that had to so... been great. It was the best. Yeah. It was the best. I was like smiling and crying at the same time. Yeah, because she's back. And she's back. a lot of people thought she was done because her voice. I know. No. Lice. Can I, not, not lice. A tick. <laughs> Did she have lice in her voice? <laughs> she had severe lice. <laughs> severe <laughs> lice. That's why they vocal. call it a scratchy <laughs> throat. Oh, she had Lyme disease, right? Lyme. Or, yeah. Lice, Lyme. It's Lyme. It's Lyme. It's Lyme. It's Lyme. Not lice. <laughs> But it wow. was amazing. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah, so I yes, would have cried. My bachelorette was line dancing. Mm. And and there's ha- not much fun. Not, not much. I'm off. <laughs> By the way, that's line dancing, not lime dancing. Yeah. Okay. Just so you're aware. Yeah. Okay, I'm getting there. Which I'm not great at, to be perfectly honest, but I really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you are, you are embedded into the culture deeply oh, to get I great mean, at it. The people that are good at it, though, it's yeah. like you don't. They don't mess around, and you can't mess around with them. You can't be on that There's floor. There's not a lot there. of sense of humor in it, I will no. say. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and there should be a whole lot more. Yeah, there should be, you especially if you're new. Yeah. Um, so it, it, in Canada, is yeah. country music a big thing? I don't know. I mean, where I grew up, it kind of was. Um, my sister has her own band. Mm. Oh. plays locally. And country music. Country What's music. the band called? God. What is my sister's band called? That's a really good question. What's your Which would be a great name, name for a band. Yeah. <laughs> What's my sister's band called? Yeah. What um, is your sister's name? Mandy. Let's look it up. Mandy Silk? Or did she? Well, she got married, but Mandy Silk is, I think, probably. So Silk is a real last name. It is. It's a real last name. It's British. British. And you grew up mom and dad. Mom and dad. And Silk. And Mama Silk, yes, your mother, who you met briefly. I did get to meet her briefly. I didn't know when I met her how accomplished she, playwright, producer. Yeah, right. So, so my mom taught at the university that I went to, which was a liberal arts university, a small university, and she was basically the theater program there for thirty 
some years. But so this makes sense now. I, when I read that, when I was, you know, doing a deep dive into your life, um, because when I met her, uh-huh. you introduced her and told me what she was doing in L.A., Right. And your mother's response was something to the effect of like, and I have a voice of my own I and I can speak. I and now I'm like, now it makes sense. I know. Mm. She is definitely a theater person. She's a theater person. And yeah, so she's a theater person. So I grew up with theater people all around me all the time. And did you love that? Were you like enamored no, was, with the no, theater? It was or annoying. was it? Oh, it was annoying. It was annoying because yeah. everyone was weird. Yeah. And I just wanted everyone to be normal. Is everybody over dramatic? Kind of horrifying to me. So <laughs> I grew up not really doing theater. I mean, I did some because just by way of like, hey, they need a kid. You be the kid. Right. Hey, there's going to be local commercials. You be in the local commercials. And were you good at it? Um, I don't know that I was good at it. I didn't, I was very scared of it and didn't really want to be doing it. Why, you might ask? Because I felt like there were other people around me that were so much better. So because I grew up with my mom, all these theater people there, then she taught at the university, and I used to go watch the shows and see people singing and dancing and doing all this amazing stuff. And I would just sit there thinking, oh, my God, like, I'd love to do this, but I, I can't. Like, this is, mm. this is not what I do. You can't I, sing? I can't sing. Dancing? No. I mean, line dancing, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you know, at best. <laughs> Amateur um, line dancer. So, yeah. So, I didn't really, like, it wasn't until I finished college where I studied psychology and was set so to go became do, an actor. <laughs> I was going to go do a master's, but then I was like, no, this is what I want to do. So my summer job after graduation was on the, a couple of movies came to my hometown to film there, which was weird. Yeah. Mm. And I got a job as crew and I crewed on three movies, a movie of the week, which was some sort of Harlequin romance. And I, that was the first one. And my job interview was like this, dude with a cigar and he said like you're gonna be treated like crap and yelled at and paid crappy money do you want the job and I was like yes <laughs> so great <laughs> so I did that and he was right about all those things um and then I did like another movie of the week and then I did this awful feature film which I'm sure was a like money laundering operation Ooh. but what I got to do was be on a set with a whole crew and see what they're doing and now right. I still wanted to act it was kind of this closeted desire even though I had done some plays in, in college and stuff like that. Um, so then I, w- I was like, I'm moving to Toronto, and I'm just going to be a bartender waitress, pursue acting, and that's what I did. And in, in Canada, that's what you do. You move to Toronto. Yeah, or Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah. Because those are the two spots. Those are the two spots. I was closer to Toronto, and Toronto made more sense for me. Yeah. Actually, that's funny. Vancouver came up in an interview we just did. About uh, with Andy, yeah, no, 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 with uh, Lee. That uh, Jackie Chan's Rumble in the Bronx, the Bronx is just Vancouver, <laughs> it's right. like very much not New York. Which, doing uh, research, I found uh, your friend that was in the show that you did is in the new Saul movie. Which, I mean, I, I feel like Zoe? I feel like everyone I know has been in a Saw movie because they're all, <laughs> well, they're all Toronto actors and they all shoot there. So yeah. I, I know a lot of people that have been That's in right. Saw movies. I'm sure Zoe's in Saw. How have you not Zoe's... been in a Saw movie? Yeah, why haven't I? You know what? I've auditioned. Really? Oh, yeah, but like years ago in Toronto. Um, and that was years and years ago. I guess Zoe's the one that I saw. Yeah, you probably, yeah. Zoe's probably With in Chris that. Rock. Oh. Oh, which one new, was that? That the was the one. jig, oh, the one that's coming out? Spiral or something? I don't know. That's where I'm lost. So grisly. <laughs> they started making so many that forget it at this I point. I go off on tangents. Let's get back to you. Okay, sure. <laughs> 
So what was your first act? So you did commercials when you were younger, and you did some plays. But what was the first, as an an adult psychology major, what was the first like gig? Once, once I moved. Once you moved uh, to Toronto, I was like, yeah. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. What was my first gig? Okay, my first gig. Oh my god! I think it was on a sci-fi series called Mutant X. Yes. And the producer of that <laughs> ended up producing Lost Girl, which is the show that which was I the big did, show, which was the big show. So I did an episode of Mutant X where they ended up redubbing my voice, which is like such a drag. Right. <laughs> so wait, so do you not find that out until you watch the episode? Yeah, until mom and I watch together on the phone and she goes, huh. And I'm like, wow, that's not, it was like this throaty, <laughs> sexy voice that was not mine. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is that crushing? It's kind of crushing because it's a really big insult is what it is. But that was my first. Because that's I'm basically saying, you look nice. But you sound terrible. Yeah. You know what? I've been criticized a lot for my voice. In really? Business. Yes. Really? Yes. And you know what I decided? I don't care. Yeah, fuck them. I, screw yeah. it. I've done so much vocal training and tried to like make it bigger and richer. And then I just thought, no. I would listen to an audio book yeah. uh, read by you. <laughs> yeah. For and sure. you know what? Fact, I've, I've been doing this podcast now. And one of the main comments is, how soothing my voice is. Yeah. It is so soothing. It is. There you go. But that was my first job, and my voice was redubbed. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. I had I had revenge. But you persevered. I persevered, yes. And I also had a representation in Montreal at the time. So I would travel constantly back and forth between Montreal and Toronto on the train to audition for things. Because um, when you're starting, you'll, yeah. just, you know, you'll go anywhere and pretty much right. do anything. And I so. think what I've noticed is anytime somebody does do an edit like that, that's so dramatic, it's there's some weird perfection idea they have in their head mm-hmm. that has no, it doesn't connect with what true acting is. You mean to redub someone? I think when, yeah, I've, I've noticed that as a, uh, some kind of insecurity that that person or producer or director has in the business. Right. There's obvious when it has to be done. But I always, as I grew, I was like, oh, that's a signal for me to go, those aren't great people to work with. Right. And Very, very intuitive. Because it happened to me on a commercial and they did something with my teeth. Oh. And I was like, because I have a little, I got a jewel kick. Oh. You know jewel? You know, she's got that tooth. That yeah, 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 of course. Like, I'm not changing it. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to change mine. No. And I did a commercial and they reconstructed my mouth in the commercial. Yeah. I was like, I didn't even know you could do that. You know, I feel like when you start in this business, you literally think that everything about you has to change. And I don't know if it's just the same for younger people starting now, but I feel like it's more encouraged now to have the jewel tooth or the whatever. Because they want real. Now it's all about real. Uh, Yeah. It's also like, I mean, why try to make everyone exactly the same? Yeah. And we came up in the 80s with Vanna White. Vanna White was a big thing here. It was like she was the... She's still a big picture thing. Per- perfect ideal. Yeah. She's got the best job. Best. She yeah. doesn't even have to turn the letters anymore. Doesn't she just tell. walks past them. Because <laughs> yeah. it's all digital. Right. But she's still doing it. Unbelievable. Yeah. She is still doing it. I read about her this week, funnily enough. Like there was a thing about what she was wearing that week. And I was like, oh, and of course I clicked on it. Yeah. Because People are still you into do. it. Yeah, you do. Yeah. I, I love clicking on Vanna White stuff. Yeah. I heard that she, uh, in the shower... She doesn't use fluoride toothpaste. She gets enough fluoride from rinsing her teeth in the shower. Wow. That's so interesting. She's an American There's treasure. always something <laughs> in a Vanna White. I'm going <laughs> to click every time. So, 
as you're trying to, <laughs> as you're trying to, uh, I like, I like yeah. to get Eric off of his line. That's kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw him off his I head. have a very intentional way I want this uh, to go. Yes. And Derek is is gonna is gonna disrupt you. it. You know, I have to say, like Der- Derek, who I've just met, yeah. is extremely has a very high cool factor. Yes, and I do so, know it. I no, do no, no, not. but he does. <laughs> it's 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 very high, and so I can see how that can disrupt in a, in a in a great way. Well, it's also hard to. We talk, we've Thank talked you. about this recently, <laughs> his voice, which he's got a great voice. Yes. You know, no, but nobody would dub that voice no, exactly. over that voice. Thank but you. He, yeah, but he'll just, you know, I, I would say, oh, and, you know, um, and did your mom call you while you were on the train from Toronto to Montreal? And he would just go, oh, <laughs> ooh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like... Is he thinking about something else? Is, is this part of this? I don't realize I'm doing it at all. It's like a tick. It's not yeah. a conscious. Yeah. I'm actually intrigued by the train. I'm like, oh my gosh, a train? You're riding a train? Yeah. Wow. Ooh, oh, yeah. Ooh. Train. Um, which is a better city, Toronto or Montreal? I mean, Montreal is very cool. Yeah, it's the best. Also, I'm fluent in French, so I could speak French. Ooh, see? Yeah, ooh. See? So the province I'm from, New Brunswick, <laughs> is bilingual. So I, uh-huh. I went to French school from first grade to 12th grade. Yeah. And it's like a full immersion. Just yes, this it's is all immersion. It and so, and Montreal, just everyone looks really good. Yeah. Well, like, you feel like you're in Europe when you're in Montreal. You do. And everyone is just attractive. Yeah. Even if they're kind of not attractive, they're somehow attractive. Yeah. I don't know. It's all the smoked it. meat. Maybe it's the smoked meat. <laughs> and the poutine <laughs> there. Yes. That, that's a really good thing to add to your diet <laughs> i'm just i'm just gonna start naming things i know about my, and you know yeah Laurent and the uh, amusement park that yeah. i think probably shut down now i'm know. learning that cold weather uh helps you metabolize food quicker so. it's, really it's, it's brutal in Montreal. so then it's one of the coldest places on earth i'm sure yeah so they're fit more they're colder than good. toronto yeah yeah yeah, that makes sense. So they shiver, but look great. Yeah, they look, they look great <laughs> shivering. They do. And everybody there is smart. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> let's move there. Let's, let's go. go. Well, but they got McGill, which is a great college. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh. He, yeah. Derek's from Indiana. He's no good. No, I didn't get good schooling. He didn't. Yeah. So he doesn't know. Things. I was raised <laughs> in the street. Doesn't know things. <laughs> Just I went to Windsor to get drunk <laughs> at 19. Oh, well, that's, that's yeah, because at 19. Yeah. Well, see, where I grew up, it was 19 in Canada, except Montreal was 18. Oh. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so when when you're trying to make it yes. uh, between Toronto and Montreal, what's the first thing you get that really felt like, oh, this is going somewhere? <sighs> it was the Nicoderm commercial well that came a tiny bit later okay excuse but, me I don't no, 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 no it's okay because so so in canada in particular you really go out for a lot of commercials when you start and you your theatrical agent is the same as your commercial agent there's no separate thing like when i came to la and everyone was like you need a separate commercial agent i was like what really and so that's totally different commercial 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 is all you go out for when you are starting and then i started booking commercials and i did quite a few mm. um I did M&Ms and milk and local, more local stuff. And um, and then I started getting some M.O.W.s. What is that? Night. Movie, movie of the movie week. week. Oh. 
<laughs> I was just hearing Mao. I, I've worked with what the Mao? two of the four Baldwins because nice. they often come and do sci-fi, right. both sci-fi uh, movies. Which Baldwins? Uh, Daniel and Stephen. Oh, so the good ones. Yeah, well... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's awful. awful. I don't know if there are any good ones. I left. wish we had a camera for that face. That you was know, a good face. It was interesting to work with both of them. Um, it really was. They they come from a very specific background, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, Long but Island. <laughs> I don't know exactly where they're from. <laughs> yeah, there's that's something, right. Um, there's something very vulnerable in both of them. I have to say. Uh, Anyway, but, but, but in that vulnerability... Did you ever have... Did anything ever happen with one of the Baldwins? No, no, I just found them... Um, They're pretty intriguing. I found Fellas. them very... Was there an inner sadness? Yeah. Well, it's probably because they were brothers with Alec. Um, I know. I know. Uh. I know, I can't, I can't. Oh, it's awful, it's awful. Yeah. Yeah, that's awful. Yeah, I think he's got a screw loose... Plus, also, they, you know, they killed that that poor person on that uh, movie set what while being extremely talented. Yeah, he is very talented. I think it's such a it's it's heartbreaking. But that whole it's movie thing, I don't understand at all. Why you would have bullets? Well, in a prop. That's a lot of things going wrong. Yeah, it really yeah. is. But the truth is, they don't need to use. Like, I've fired many guns on set. I hate it. Yeah, I don't like it at all. I've done weapons training. I don't like it. Um, in fact, a show I did a couple of years ago was this show called Blood and Treasure, where all I did was shoot people and yell at them. Like, that's really like, that's all I did. And I had to fire like machine guns and all these things. Anyway, we can act like something's coming out of the gun. Yeah. We don't need <laughs> You're actors. Yeah, yeah. And like, it's so jarring to be honest. And you're wearing earplugs. You can't hear your, you know, like I had to like, I had to have like a gun face. Because otherwise right. I'd be blinking like this, and I don't look like an assassin, <laughs> you know. Right. So I'd have to like, like I'd have to keep my face in this like snarl <laughs> to stop from blinking. But we can act. That's like, right. Yeah. So I don't. Well, that's the point. Uh, yeah. Right. It can, and you can put it in post. It's very easy to do. So hopefully there'll be some changes in that regard. Speaking yes. of, what was okay then? Uh, what. Have you experienced a mistake on set that you were like, whoa? Not that big, obviously. No, not that big. Um, Have I experienced a mistake on set? Or some like, oopsie. Or some funny story about being on set where things just went haywire. Okay, so so the show that that I did that went for six seasons, it was called Lost Girl, and it was there's a lot of action. So the biggest mistake I made in the first season was trying to do all the action. And like destroying my body and then having to like keep working because you don't get right. a day off, right? So I'd be like limping around and like, cause, but I but I landed that kick that no one can tell is me anyway. Right. So then, you know, and I had doubles that were amazing. So I, I learned to rely on them instead of like. Yeah, because you got to save your. You have to. Your body physically. And you're doing a lot of it anyway, but like why not let them do the things that they're trained to do? Yeah. I had to learn that lesson. And give them way. a job. And give them a job. I don't know if yeah. I've seen dangerous things, though. I mean, I feel like whenever there's stunts, I mean, okay. So one of the movies I did, speaking of stunts, with a, with one of the Baldwins, <laughs> Stephen, uh, <laughs> it was called Earthstorm, and like like we had he like goes to space or like he has to like fix a crack in the moon or something like that. And as um, one does, as I'm one in. does, I'm watching this. 
And there was a stunt that me and this other actor did. Like, and this was like one of my first jobs. And of course you're like, I will do this stunt. Like mm. I will do it. And so you're, we're running and there was all these explosions and we're like diving through the air. And when it finished, we were like, Oh my God, like what did they just get us to do? Like we, we were not signed up for that. Right. And because we did it so well, I was approached by one of the producers after, because he was like, you're really good at stunts. And of course I'm young. So I'm like, Oh, thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much. And he's like, I would love for you to do a stunt on my next film. Uh, and the stunt is this, you would have to um, come off a bus, you'd be wearing a wig. And in that wig, there'd be a whole bunch of pieces of raw meat. And you'd come running off the bus. <laughs> and then we release the, um, what kind of birds were they? <laughs> Some kind of birds of prey that would come and attack, like pull the meat out of the wig to eat but it looks like you're being attacked by these birds right. and then you have to like die. And I was like, let me think about it. I don't know why I even said, let me think about <laughs> let it. Me think about I it. thought about it for 24 hours and I thought, God, I want to work so bad, but this just feels like That's it's one pass. step too far. So I said, no. That's a good I call. No. You didn't ask what kind of meat it was? I didn't. I assumed red meat. These were like vicious birds. <laughs> um, so I said no to that one. So Good that was, job. That was smart of me. That is my wife's nightmare, by the way. My wife hates birds. Oh. I'm not a fan either. Like, I don't know if oh. you've been to Universal Studios. They have a delightful animal stunt show thing that they do. That's, yes, they do. And then the, you're, it's your daughter's favorite, right? Yeah. And then they have like a hawk or something, like flies to the audience. And where we were sitting, it flew like right towards her. And owls. Yeah. And she was just like, oh, we're done. Yeah. We're going home for the day. Yeah. We have had a hawk that lives up in that tree eat two of our chickens. We have chickens. You have chickens. We have one left now. Oh. Well, it, to be honest, it sounds like you're just feeding the hawk. <laughs> we did well. They lasted for two years, and then the hawks oh. came and took uh, Skittles and Grace. Oh. Rest in peace. Maybe they were wearing meat wigs. Yeah. I they might tell the third them. chicken not to wear one. <laughs> and... Uh, I wasn't sad because uh, birds are I'm like, they are dirty. They are scary. And one of them, uh, we brought a friend's chicken over and immediately the chicken, I don't know if you know this, killed the other chicken because they are, they're, they're assholes. Chickens are assholes. Wow. And it went back and The only thing I throat. know about chickens is they don't <laughs> sweat. They don't sweat. They don't sweat. Yeah, I guess. And they cool off in the, the dirt. They do dirt baths. Yeah, like, so that you can't get them too hot because they can't sweat. Yeah, and they're dirty. Yeah, well, but I mean, they have to stay cool. You're right. What do you I, want I, them to do? Another great nature tidbit, <laughs> Derek. No, it's actually... Re- it is really cute to watch them do a dirt bath. You're like, oh, yeah. look at that. Yeah. So in the late 2000s... <laughs> um, Tangent number three. So uh, for, you meet your husband... Right. Ish. Yes. Late to, yes. Yeah. Two thousand seven. The aughts, right? Yes. Um, uh, your husband Seth. Yes. Now it was at an acting. It was. Th- so does he act? Yes, he was doing. Uh, he was acting at the time, and he. What had, was he doing? Well, he had done a lot of musical theater and things like that in New York. Really. So he came out to L.A. the same week I came out to L.A. We didn't know each other. We met here. I actually met my husband and my manager that I'm still with this same week. The first week I was in L.A. Wow. Which one do you like more? That's a really tough question there. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love them both deeply and in different ways. Um, But I met them through my roommate, who was a stand-up comedian. Mm. Because 
I know this is called Dear God, Am I Funny? Now, I want you to know I lived with three stand-up comedians. Oh, what a nightmare. It was a great nightmare, though. <laughs> <laughs> Did any of them make it on oh, some yeah. level? Oh, yeah. I mean, look. they. So I spent my first three or four months in L.A. at going to comedy clubs like four nights a week. I would go with my friend Angelo, who's the one who introduced me to the workshop where I met my husband and to the cigar shop where I met my manager. Wow. I know. If wow. it wasn't for Angelo... Um, then I would not have met these wonderful... Which cigar men. shop? Was it the one on Sunset? No, it's on um, in Studio City on Ventura. Oh, yeah. In that little, that little Havana cigar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where the Trader Joe's is. Yeah, the Trader Joe's. Exactly. Nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wish cigars were still as big as they were in the 90s. Like, well, they. Uh, I think they give you mouth cancer, so yeah, that's why we've, we've pumped the brakes on yeah. cigars. They look so cool. Yeah, they did. And they I remember did. smoking some when I first moved here, but it just didn't take it. Didn't, no. Yeah. Uh, and did you ever, sitting at stand-up shows, think about doing stand-up? So, well, I tried stand-up once. Once. So when I was in high school, so I had like a high school boyfriend for like four years, and he was, he was kind of bad news. And then we broke up. And you know when you have like a big breakup, you're like, I must do something. So I went into the Miss FHS pageant, at my high school, Ooh. and because I didn't have any talent, <laughs> I thought, oh, I'll do stand-up comedy. Okay. So I wrote a stand-up bit and, and performed it, and it was not very good. Didn't, and I can't believe I did that. Did you get any it. laughs? I think I got a few, like, like you know, sympathy laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> but watching my roommates up on stage the way that I did it was a huge lesson. I couldn't believe what they were able to do how they could play off a different crowd, right. how it affected. I, I mean, I knew their acts. Like, I knew Angelo's whole act. Um, and watching him, it's masterful. It's incredible what what comedians do. I don't know how they do it. It's also a very predatory environment. Like, yes. Oh, yeah. Like, in terms of just at each other, right? Yeah. There's so much insecurity and, like, ego in the room. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. It, it's, it's intense. It's and there's a lot of depression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a reason you're getting up there yeah. and trying to make people laugh. And if you can make them laugh, then... You're doing you the thing that... Uh, you know, public speaking is like the biggest fear that people have. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've shared this before, but there is a saying that at a funeral, people would actually rather be in the casket than giving the eulogy. Like, that's the fear of public speaking. <laughs> right. Yeah. And comedians are thriving off of public speaking. Mm -hmm. So there's something inside that's wrong with them. Yeah, I'm just not good at it. I yeah, can, oh, I know. I, I will put myself there easier. But it, once I get up there, I don't, I, as you see, I'll ramble and tangents. That's what, that's the, the Indiana education. You know, but I think... <laughs> See what I mean? Yeah. I, that was a good example of how bad you are at How it just comedy. kind of stopped. It I'm just, just stopped. better at the oohs and the ahs. I think that when you watch people in this business, there's, a, there's an interesting thing to see talent and skill. And I feel like right. there's people with a lot of talent in this city. There's no shortage of people with talent. Then there's people that have developed certain skills. And I feel like those are slightly separate things. I agree. Yeah. And so to watch a skilled comedian on stage, there's a craft to that. And do they have natural talent? Sure. 
but they've also developed a lot of skill. Yeah. yeah. They, they can tell a story. They totally. can connect with people in a room. And they can feel a room. Yeah. And some of the greatest things I witnessed were, were some of the things that I saw in comedy clubs. Right. Um, so when you're out here in L.A., again. when you're out here in L.A., uh, are you starting to, you're booking small things? No, I'm not really. Like, I started, it's I It's just not happening. Here. Well, I came out here, go to the cigar shop, meet my manager. I find myself the next day on the Disney lot auditioning for a pilot. Like, it was like that kind of a He's story. a good manager. He's a good manager. <laughs> <laughs> and I had my first official, like, pilot season here. But, you know, I'm Canadian. I, I was Canadian only at the time and couldn't work here legally. I all those things. And so, but I had my first taste of pilot season and I had my first screen test and all of those kinds of experiences that you don't really have in Canada. Mm. I mean, you do now more so, but certainly not then. Um, you know, the Baldwins were still taking off in rocket ships in Canada. <laughs> so, but um, then I came here, then I started, had my first test and then I went back to Canada, came back for the second pilot season. And I was still putting myself on tape all the time for stuff in Canada. Because, like, you know, actors tape all the time. And certainly through COVID, all we do is tape. Like, literally, yeah, that's all I... That's Were all you I, recognized in Canada at all? Before Lost Girl? Yeah. No. no. I, well, the Nicoderm Well, Nicoderm. So that commercial <laughs> was a bit of a game changer for me. Mm-hmm. Because um, it was so good. It, the writing was so good. I remember going to the audition. Powerhouse is the casting place in Toronto for for most commercials. I walked in. There was every female funny actor that I ever knew. And I was just like, man, whoever books this is super lucky. It's good. Like, you could yeah. see it on the page. <clears throat> and then I got a call back. I was like, weird. Okay. Wow. Call back. Then I got a second call back, which was like at 7 in the morning or something. I don't know why. But I remember going in really early for that one more call back. And then I booked it. You know, and it's a commercial. I had done 20 commercials by then, 25 commercials by then. But it was really fun to shoot. And um, the director was really, like, dynamic and fun. And so, and then it came out, like, the night of some big sports game in Canada. I don't remember what sport. <laughs> but hockey, it, it, maybe? It, no, it wasn't a hockey. <laughs> well, it must have been hockey. Let's say hockey. Let's go with hockey. Let's go with hockey. It's a safe bet. You may have heard that that's popular in Canada. Um, and it aired and it was really exciting. People and thought everybody it was, saw it. Everybody saw it and everyone was laughing about it. So suddenly whenever I flew, like flight attendants would be bringing me ice cream. I was like, they're like, right. You know, <laughs> they loved the, 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 seeing this flight attendant unleash on everybody. But then I came to LA and Angelo, who I've already mentioned, all roads lead to Angelo. I needed press to get a visa. Mm. So he put out a statement, press release, and sent it to press across Canada, like the girl from the Nicoderm commercial. Smart. Can do interviews. She's available for interviews. And so I did some interviews in <laughs> press and then was able to get a visa <laughs> because of that commercial. And also people what started news seeing, outlets <laughs> are like, oh, we got to get the Nicoderm girl. <laughs> well, it was really popular for like that little blip of time. So people were like, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a funny commercial. We can talk to her. You know, it, just, right. it gave me press. Is what it did. Wow. It also made people suddenly go like, oh, we didn't know Anna was funny, which I actually think the writing was funny. I, I, there was, it was painful to shoot that commercial. It was not funny. Yeah, it didn't feel screaming. funny. <laughs> yeah. So, but it was, anyway, people saw me differently. So that, that commercial did change things a little bit for me. But you delivered the funny. I guess. There can be funny writing <clears throat> and but it's, yeah. it's like a stand up comic. Like yeah. you can have good jokes. 
but you have to deliver. I yeah. had the complete opposite thing happen to me with the exact same experience. I did a commercial for AT&T that exploded, and they played it during March Madness every five minutes. Wow. And my manager went, you know what? We could put you out there, but instead I'd like for you to gain 50 pounds. Again with this. Yeah. <laughs> Again with well, this. Well, I haven't met anybody that's gone through the same experience. with. He, he had a manager who felt that he could probably get Derek an SNL audition as long as Derek was willing to put on 50 pounds because yeah. then he'd be funnier. So, so based on that commercial, because it was funny. Well, I got, it was like 99% loved on YouTube. I was right. getting recognized everywhere. Right. I was like, oh, this is when you put me in rooms because everybody's knowing like, who I that am. the moment to grab. Yeah. Right? I couldn't go to a bar without somebody buying a drink. And he <laughs> instead went the opposite and was like, we're going to, we're going to get you heavy. And I was like, I soon left him after that because I was like, that's. Horrible. It's interesting. I you probably at the bars. Listen, I'd love a drink, but my manager would actually rather if you got me a sandwich yeah, or a plate of wings. Fried chicken sandwich. <laughs> or you have to like get the Guinness and drop the Bailey's. Right there, whatever. you go. This was very traumatic white for Russians. Derek because he brings it up every other interview. Well, I haven't met anybody that did the opposite with a positive experience. Yeah. So I'm it, so happy that that experience. It happened. was a great experience. It was a great experience. Because in my mind, I was like, that's what I wanted to happen, but yeah. something else happened. And I was like, I'm just happy to hear that somebody was in your corner to go do this. Ride this Let's wave. get this press release. Let's get use yeah. it as positive. Yeah. So how do you get, so does that's this amazing. basically what leads to Lost Girl? Well, so, so, okay, so Nicoderm had happened. I'd gotten the visa, although that doesn't really matter for Lost Girl, but I came back for my second pilot season in L.A., and Lost Girl was one of the auditions I did. I put it on tape just over here, actually, on in somewhere in Burbank. Uh, there's a wonderful man who puts people on tape, Joe Kell. Yes. And do you know Joe Kell? I know Joe Kell. Yeah. And so that's where I was going all the time for tapes at that time. Yeah. I went in. I got the sides for Lost Girl. I had actually got the whole script for it, which I thought was interesting um, that, that I got right. the whole script so quickly. And my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, put me helped me go on tape for it. And... So I put myself on tape, just like any other yeah. audition. I liked it a lot. I thought, wow, mm -hmm. whoever gets this is lucky. Maybe I should just say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Every time you say that, I know. you know. I've only said it, it twice. I've only said it twice. So, um, <laughs> But yeah, I was like, whoever gets this is really lucky because this is, a, this is a complex, dynamic, interesting like role in a sci-fi fantasy world, which I was not necessarily drawn to mm -hmm. more than anything else. Um, but then I got a call a few days later to go screen test in Toronto. And so I really loved the part and I walked in so ready for that screen test and they mixed and matched me with the lead male. Like who, like they had to cast nobody at that time. Right. And so we were in that room for a really long time and I walked out. It's so rare to walk out of an audition going, I wouldn't change a thing. Oh, yeah. And because then you say that and then the you next felt day like you, you, nailed you it. wake up the next day and go like, oh, man, I would have changed everything. But <laughs> I didn't do that. I was like, I left it all in the room. I, I showed them who I think she is. I wouldn't change it. Because if they don't want it, they should hire someone else. Like it Amazing. was, that's yeah. what I So had. I want to ask this because who she is, Bo Dennis, yes. right? Yes, yes, Bo Dennis. Who is a, who is a, um, a bisexual succubus. <laughs> 
Yes. Okay. okay. Which is one mm-hmm. of my favorite descriptions to read yes. of a character, <laughs> which is that when you have a sexual encounter mm. with either a male or female, mm-hmm. uh, you suck the life force out of them. They're chi. Yes. How do you prepare <laughs> for that? How do you go into an audition and that's the character and then at the end of the day, the next morning you're like, oh yeah, I gave it to them. I gave it to them. Okay, well, so yeah, the the, the character description <laughs> I remember for the first audition, you know, it's like she needs sex to survive, da-da-da-da-da. And I was just like, what the, you know, like, <laughs> right. oh, great, okay. Um, and, and, and it was kind of described as a very sexed up character, but then I read the script and that's not what I saw at all, at all. Also, Mm. I didn't, I don't think I can do that well. I have so many gorgeous knockout friends that can do that so well. And I was like, I'm not going to do that well. If I try to go in there super like sexed up, it's going, it's just, just, I'm not going to do it well. Let someone else do it. I don't see that in this script. I see a very vulnerable, broken, uh, damaged, fearful person fighting for their life. That's what I saw. And so that's what I went in with. And then there was like love scenes. (laughs) So so I did nothing to prepare for that part of it. I knew what a succubus was. So A, that's step A. I knew what a succubus was. And I knew that she needed that for her life force. That's the sci-fi part. Right. I mean, yeah, but and then we had to work out logistics of like what a succubus kiss looks like and what all that happened. Yeah. Did you ever watch the South Park episode about succubi? No, there is one. It's phenomenal. This could have changed the whole trajectory (laughs) of my. It changed changed my life. Uh, You know, chef, the. Yes. The the character. Yeah. He you know, he's always like the loving Sexy Barry White character, and yeah, the, the succubus yeah. comes in, and Isaac Hayes, oh. Isaac did Hayes, voice. right? And I remember, did you ever have uh, a friend that was in a relationship where you're like, that they're definitely involved with some kind of succubus? They're changing based on the sexual energy of their relationship. Yeah, I don't know, or like a friend being lost to a another, where you're like, gosh, they've changed. I feel like. Sexual energy is a big thing that makes a lot of people change and and yeah, yeah especially it, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, because you'll do anything, right, yeah. to get more of it. <laughs> exactly. But you don't want your friends to change too, so you're like, find that balance, bro. Like, I got married. I have two kids. I have three dogs, it's and old. I'm still hoping <laughs> for some of that energy. Yeah, I feel like throwing the dogs in there threw me a little bit. <laughs> but, but hey, yeah, you know, listen, energy is energy. You converted <laughs> so, to dogs. Uh, you know, that's I, right. That's I right. called uh, Andy's girlfriend when we first moved here a succubus, and she was like, "I'm not a fucking succubus." Yeah, I mean, because it it feels like it's a demon. It's too. A, yeah, like, you it probably is. that's not a nice thing to say to somebody. She but I love up, the approach you took. She ended up being a succubus. She did. Yeah. Well, and he married somebody else. So, um, <laughs> when the sh- so when you get the when you get the role, yeah, and you start shooting this, mm-hmm. do you have this feeling that it's going to take off? Like this is the well, role. We shot a pilot, which is rare. Was rare in Canada at the time. Like there was there was like straight to series stuff, but this was like going to be a proper pilot, and our pilot 
was amazing. It actually aired as episode eight in our first season. They wanted a Ooh. sample pilot, oh. which I had nothing to do with writing. Um, but the woman who wrote it was incredible. And she's she wrote uh, such an, a great character. Um, and so we did it as a pilot. We knew the pilot was special. The day I shot the really big love scene, I remember I was nude, covered in blood, and it was my birthday. Um, Which is coming up, right? No, You're it was yesterday. Aquarius? It was yesterday. Oh. My birthday was yesterday. yesterday. My real, so, so like I saw you yesterday. 12. I didn't wish you a happy birthday. No, I know. I felt very slighted. I'm sorry. <laughs> happy birthday, <laughs> thank, belated. Thank you. 12 years ago, I was nude and covered in blood on top of my co-star uh, doing the pilot. So we knew we were making something special and... <laughs> <laughs> That was not supposed to segue like that, but we knew the show was something special. We knew it was going to look incredible. We knew that it was going, th so the biggest thing I heard after it came out was like, your show looks so American. It looks so American. And I, I know what people mean by that is that it, it looks like it has a lot of production value. It mm. looks like it has international appeal. These are things that I was not seeing on screens in Canada a lot at that time. Although TV now has changed here too, where everything looks like reality TV, and that's fine. <laughs> you right. know? Um, yeah. The look has changed. But at that time, it really stood apart from the pack in terms of what was happening on Canadian television, certainly. But we had a big, you know, we ended up getting a big international following. Um, and does it take off that first season? Yeah, it does. You know, we do the pilot, a year later, we go to series. Yeah. It's like a year going like on. Was that excruciating? Like feeling I was confident in it? for like three months. And then you just get so exhausted from the excruciation. You kind of let it go. And then you're like, I don't need it. You know, like all that wow. stuff. Happens. Yeah. And then, then they're like, here we go. And like, going, oh, great. I'm ready. You know. Um, wow. So yeah, a year later, we went to series. We shot the first season, which was 13 episodes. And then we did our first, like I remember doing this first sci-fi convention before we aired. It was like me and Chris, who was the lead male like with a booth with like pamphlets <laughs> and like going like, Oh, we have a show coming out. Like you should watch it. You know, and is anybody paying attention yeah, to you guys? Kind of. They're like, oh, what's, you know, and they're like going sci-fi snobs. Yeah. Like they, they know who they want to see. Right. Then we air and we go to our first convention. We come out on stage and literally like all the cast was like jumped because the screaming was crazy wow. because people embraced the show. And so from there, once you have that really loyal, dedicated fan base, which I still meet up close and personal at conventions, still loyal, um, and growing to be honest. Right. Um, then, then you take off. It's amazing, right? Yeah. That, that culture, we've talked about this with some other guests, the convention culture, when yeah. you get a show or a movie that fits into that yeah. world, yeah. um, you, you can go forever. Yeah. Because what ends up happening more often than not is that Legion grows, especially because I think people now, there is so much content, but there are things from the past that start to gain momentum again. Yeah. And so, especially if you're in the sci-fi community and you're talking to people, and oh, you never, you got to watch this show. You got to, oh, you never watched Lost Girl when it was out? And then yeah. you pick up more fans. You do, because I meet new people like they have just started watching it. I'm like, wow. But I'll tell you the other thing about Lost Girl is um, we have a huge LGBTQA following because of the content on yeah. the show. Because she was a bisexual sucker. Right. Because her main relationship really was with a female human. Right. Um, the other one was the male wolf. 
uh, that relationship resonated with people in a way that I've never seen before because it was just that the, her sexuality was like off the table. Like she's a succubus. You're not going to discuss, yeah. who, does she like girls? Does she like guys? What is it? She, that's the nature of who she Whatever was. allows her to survive. But, it, <laughs> yes. but it, you think about it, even though it came out in, you know, what, 2011, 2010? Uh, around 12, around that time? 10, 11. Right? I mean, but around that time yeah. that people are like, well, here's a character finally yes. that is representing us yeah. and how it's still taking so much time for especially in sci-fi culture mm -hmm. um i'm thinking of the last star wars proper movie uh episode nine at the very end of the movie there's two women that kiss and like that was such a big deal right. but here you are for multiple seasons yeah putting the identity of this character out there totally and the thing is, is so when i meet fans like the first convention i went to i had a huge lineup of people that are all waiting for their two minutes or whatever it's going to be for me to sign their <clears> picture, <throat> but also to like share their story with me. Mm. Wow. So it's a, I really take that job very seriously to really hold space for them because they are, they're coming from all over the world to hold back tears, to tell me why they didn't fit in with their family, how they were bullied so badly, how they finally saw someone on screen that they could identify with and how it changed their life. So I'm, I'm going to sit and listen to everyone's yeah, story. Yeah, And I'm going to take that very seriously. It's a great gift that you can give people. Well, it's a gift they're giving me, frankly. But, um, but I, right. I, saw, I see it firsthand what it means to people. And so did I know I was making that when we started? No. I knew it was unique. But now that I know what that turned into... And I still meet people that say, like, I came out because of you to my family. I was able to have this conversation. I was able to, wow. you know, it's, I was just a part of that world, but I'm the character that they're identifying with. So I take that really with a lot of heart. Absolutely. That's you, make a, you make a lot of money at these conventions? <laughs> <laughs> and they pay me. I mean, it's wonderful. I mean, all aside. But they, you got to, right? You make good of money? Course, of yeah, course. Yeah, good. Yes, of course. Good, of course. good. I mean, we're not doing uh, it for free. No. That was good, Eric. That was really good. <laughs> <laughs> just... I'm Anytime always just fascinated get... by it because there are people... Um, we heard about the guy who played the the lead zombie in... Um, what was Walking it? Dead. No, Day of the Dead. Oh, Day of the Dead. That came out in like 1980, 1981. And that guy who played the zombie, the lead zombie, yeah. he's been doing conventions for 30 Forever. years, 40 well, years. I see, I see all, all yeah. these people conventions i see william shatner who's like you know 80 oh by Six. the way fun fact his office here in los angeles is right downstairs from my wife's office oh wow and uh we see him sometimes yeah did you go and into his office no i he's a somebody he, he's a captain i a friend of mine just went into their office a oh, really yeah. an admiral who was it somebody went into their office movies. and he was uh it was a mess it was just like awards everywhere it's just Ugh, a, you a know mess. what though, with all Show these off. awards, <laughs> you can't keep awards neat and tidy. Right. No. You have a lot of awards. I have one. <laughs> so it's fairly tidy. It's fairly right. tidy. Yeah. It's yeah. Fairly tidy. So Lost Girl goes on, and then it starts to pick up international. It does. 
right recognition yeah. and in the United States. Totally, yes, because we ended up getting sold to Sci-Fi. Yeah. So that was a bit of a game changer. So now are you getting recognized at that point in Canada? In Canada, yes. We had a lot of money behind us in Canada. We were on every subway, you know, everywhere you went in, in Toronto, there was posters of us all over. Because Derek and I have talked to some Canadians. Yeah. And we have. We're bringing in. The we do. We bring, bring in, in Canadians. Canadians. And some of they're like, yeah, you know, in a ton of stuff in Canada, but yeah, nobody knows that I can transition. walk around because like fame doesn't have the same kind of tone that it does here. Yeah. Or like famous American actors, but famous Canadian. But your show kind of transcends that, right? It does, but I feel like... Maybe they weren't famous enough. Is that really, is that what you want to say? No. There's a few (laughs) layers to this. There's a few layers to this. One, I feel like Los Angeles values fame a lot more than... Yeah. Right. Yes. So um, certainly not that Canadians wouldn't get excited to see a famous. I mean, the Toronto International Film Festival was there every year. Right. Um, I remember volunteering for it one year. My I was cone girl. I had to move the pylon for the famous person and then put the pylon back when the famous Ooh. person walked by. So I got to see like famous people. <laughs> yeah. oh. And and they don't they Maybe. don't know how much I help them. <laughs> right. <laughs> by moving the, <laughs> the pylon. But anyway. Um, so, but I feel like, yeah, in Canada, I would get recognized when the, when the show was at its height, certainly. Now, yeah. Okay. So now in Los Angeles, I get recognized about once a month. I would say half the time it's because they think I'm Mary Louise Parker. <laughs> and half the time, but I can tell by the twinkle in their eye if they know me as Bo or if they think I'm on weeds. <laughs> there's a twinkle that's oh my god i think i saw you on a flight once actually a few years ago and i thought it was mary louise parker maybe it was me it might have been you now i was this week at a restaurant and the waitress came out and said can i ask you and i was like are you gonna ask me if i'm mary louise parker and she's like yeah and i'm like no because i can tell by the twinkle, yeah, it's by the twinkle. twinkle. what's yeah. the disappointment like when you have to say no you're not do you, and do you ever say yes? No, but one guy was like, my girlfriend loves you. I'm like, oh, no, but I'm not her. And he's like, can we just have a picture? And I was like, you know, posing with the peace sign. And I'm like, you make sure you tell her that I'm not Mary Louise. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to take the photo, but Happy I'm not who you photo. think I am. Yeah. Um, Somebody thought I was Zach Galifianakis at a bar. Yeah. And she started crying. Why are you here? I was like, that's ah, yeah. just a little thing. <laughs> it's what we all ask about you. <laughs> I know. You love that banter. You love it. <laughs> I do. I can't talk without you just I do. I love it. it down. Did you work at a Tim Hortons? <laughs> I did. That was my first job. Yeah? So I would get up, because it was when you could still smoke in donut shops, so it was obscene. Can I would, you not smoke in a I donut know. shop anymore? I was anymore? smoking in one yesterday. You were? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I don't think you could that anymore. No, Remember, yeah, everyone yeah, could yeah, smoke no. everywhere. Yeah. So I would wear my visor and the very polyester outfit. I was think I was 15. And my job was to get, I got up early. I had to dip the donuts. Oh. Stuff, like cream fill the donuts. Wow. Oh, yeah. Sprinkle the donuts and then sell the donuts. And then I would, then, then at the end of the night, if you worked the night shift, you had to put all the donuts in bags and leave them outside for bear bait. And I never Bears asked. love donuts. It's <laughs> yes, true. It's true. I think bears would like anything. I mean, yeah, but they do like I donuts. I thought this was in LA, so immediately I went to the gay community, and I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? 
No, we're back in Canada. I don't think there's a Tim Hortons in West Hollywood. That's how my brain works. Yeah. yeah. But maybe it's still uh, bear bait. I don't know. We I could know, go. I, this bear, bear likes them. <laughs> but where I grew up was so small, I had to walk by the local jail to get to work. And it would be dark out because it would be, you know, 530. Friendlies at the local jail? In Canada, you bet your ass. What is it? Were they friendly at the local jail? So one morning I was walking by the local jail and I heard, hey, Anna. And I was like, hey, hey, (laughs) who is it? And it was a guy I went to high school with. And he had, he and his friend had stolen something and he was in the local jail for a little while. Like a few days. Like we said hi a couple of mornings, and then he wasn't there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess he got out. Yeah, yeah. What's going but on? yes, I did work at a Tim Hortons for about three months. Okay. Somebody wanted me to ask you that. Yeah, I did. So, my, I didn't even know job. what a Tim Hortons was. It's like a Dunkin' Donuts, but it's better. Yeah, it is better. <laughs> and there's better. one in uh, Maui for some reason. I think there's one in New York, too. I think there's one in New York, but the one I, I was in Maui last summer, and there was a little... Um, like parking lot with uh, food trucks. Yeah. And then there's one and it says Tim Hortons on it. Mm-hmm. I was like, there's a Tim Hortons in So he in was a Hawaii? hockey player. Yeah. Yeah, who I believe was killed in a car accident. I believe. Yeah. But Tim Horton was a hockey player. And, there was, and I his legacy there was lives on. His oh, it does. It lives on. It the does. Don- so we called them Don Dones where I was from. Nice. I mean, we'll <laughs> get some Don Dones. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Indiana. Yeah. You yeah. haven't like, been to Indiana. I'm, I haven't <laughs> been. And what I'm learning is there's very speci- specific and unnuanced <laughs> words. Yeah. There's not a lot of nuance here. No, yeah, it's, it's good. Like, it's good. I it's like, like, we are without nuance. I would say it's the classy hillbilly. Yeah. If you will. I mean, there's, they're clearly cool. There's a, there's I mean, a coolness there. Yeah. But also not. It's, it's the heartland. Mm-hmm. But highly, lot of racism. Oh, really weird. Yeah. So when Lost Girl, <laughs> um, you're killing gonna, it. When you're killing it with the time. Do you today. guys know that the run is going to end, or we um, knew our last season was going to be the last yeah. season? It was designed to to be a certain length of time. Was that five or six? It depends who you ask, Derek. Because really, we aired as six seasons. We shot five, but it. It, How many episodes uh, per yeah. season? Well, it was different every season. We had 77 total. Damn. Yeah. So, And the last season was like a bunch of episodes that they aired into a season 5A and B. In some countries, it was 5 and 6. Okay. I say 6 yeah. because it's one more. Right. <laughs> and if had, yeah. had it been on Netflix or Hulu nowadays, it would have been 10 or 12 seasons exactly. in 77 episodes. And 6 is the, mar- is the number of the beast. It is, and you're and dealing I with succubi. Really like the number That's of right. the beast, exactly. So let's let's yeah. get it straight. Yeah. So, what are your feelings when it comes to an end? Is there a mourning period after? I or are you ready for it to end? I was. What? You know the answer to that. Look, Eric. it's good to know when you're ending, because right. you get to finish a story. Mm. I loved how it ended. Okay, first of all, I'm very aware that a lot of what I say is very earnest. I, I get it. But I'm kind of earnest, okay? So <laughs> I loved the ending. It was like a storybook. It was like, it, it ended so beautifully. The last couple of months of shooting, I knew we were coming to an end, so I got my head really clear. I was so present, probably more present than I've ever been anywhere, wow. ever. And the last moment we filmed, it ended, and I, we drew, I drove away with my husband, 
And I felt like it all like just went away in a little puff of magic smoke. I like know. it never happened. Like, no, that's so beautiful. No, like it just ended perfectly. I wouldn't have changed it. So I've never like longed to have it back. I mean, I would do a reboot. Right. Yeah, uh, I was going to ask. <laughs> but, uh, I would. I would totally but have, do a reboot. And has there been any talk about... I think a reboot is complicated. A reboot or a movie? There's been talk of those kinds of things, and I think they could easily do it. Um, and I would totally be on board. But like I are you committing to that right now? <laughs> Here at the dear God, yes. am I funny? Dear God, and are you demanding that they? Yeah, I'm demanding get it, they get it together. I think they could reboot this series. I think there's more stories to tell, and I think this cast would come together. I want to hear more about Succubus too. Yeah, exactly. So to plug my own podcast, we are doing a Lost Girl rewatch podcast at the moment, which I think Woo. rewatch podcasts are a lot of fun. They're a lot of fun, and this has been crazy to go back and watch the first season of the show. I mean, I don't remember, I remember really weird things about when I watch it, but I don't remember the story. <laughs> right. Know? Would, would um, you have us on, I've never seen an episode. Would you have us on to watch an episode with you? You know, well, we're thinking, because, okay, so season one was 13 episodes. Yeah. Season two was 22. And we're like, oh. that's a lot of episodes. So we thought maybe we could bring in like an audience who has never seen it. Yeah. And watch one episode. Have you seen an episode? I've only watched the trailers for the seasons. Okay. Yeah. There you, well, we're so here. you could come in, and I will, you know, I will keep this in mind. Yeah. You don't have to have Derek on, but <laughs> I'm available. I'm available. And I'll try not to be like, ooh. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I, I feel like any story with a succubus needs that sound. You're right. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, I would be on board. So when it ends... Mm -hmm. um, what what is the next step? I mean, like, do you say to yourself, I just did this great show for six seasons. You know, what am I what Let's am I doing have now? A baby. Or am I I had a baby. See? I, had, I had a second baby. Go ahead so baby I had my first baby during What the are you show. showing off that you did some research? No. <laughs> That's what I would do. Oh. Yeah. Like, hell yeah, I got a lot of cash. You I know, succeeded. Did you make good money? Yes, I did. Yeah. I did. Invested? Did you use it, the it, money yes, wisely? I mean, it afforded me a home and uh, time. Yeah. And mm. that time afforded me becoming a mom for the second time. So we had our first son during the run of the show. Right. Tough to do. Yeah. But we did. We had Sam during the run of the show, and then um, we had Levi after. And, you know, when a show ends, also, I really got this ingenue role late. By Hollywood standards, I was. Oh, I see. Yeah. You're in your 60s. I'm 75 years old right now. <laughs> you look amazing. <laughs> it was my birthday yesterday. I look amazing. Um, no, but I was 35 yeah. when I booked this role. You know, and she was supposed to be 22 originally, and they made her 28 because God forbid. Oh yeah, it's so yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, like don't be, don't be 35, God. But you know, by the time the show ended, I think I was 41 or something. What? So. It, it came late. So my point is this. The show, could, the show ended, and I could say, I got to chase this. I got to chase this wave. Mm. I, I got to keep pushing because, like, now's the time, and I'm only going to look young for so long. And believe me, I said all those things in my head. But I also wanted to have a family, and I wanted to be a mom, and I wanted to have another baby, and I wanted to spend time with them. And so I didn't really want to work. And, uh, you know, breaks find you in this business. <laughs> My youngest is about to turn seven, so that break has gone on for a very long time. Ooh. I've done a little bit of blood and treasure, blood and treasure, which where is I shot people and yelled at them, right? Which is yeah. uh, <laughs> on Paramount Plus. 
Yes, I did a few episodes of that, and I did another sci-fi show where I did just one episode of something. Um, she, she was the same showrunner from Lost Girl, and she's incredible, and I would do anything on anything she does. And so I did an episode of her show, um, which was great. But I, I would like to work again. Yeah. I would. So you're ready. You're ready to I'm get back ready. out there. I audition. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm for hire. Someone can hire me. So when you're going for auditions now, mm-hmm. do people recognize you from Lost Girl? People in Canada will know who who I am. Casting people in Canada will know yeah. who I am. I mean, but, you know... But are you sticking with L.A.? Or are you going back to Toronto at all to uh, for auditions? I mean, I, I audition all the time in Toronto yeah. via tape. Right. Um, and, and Vancouver. But the thing is, is that I... Like, unless you're a giant movie star... And you know what? I'm not... I don't know giant movie stars. I'm sure they have a whole other story. But... You can do things like this was a big deal for me to book this series. In in essence, I won the golden ring of TV acting. I got my own series. I wanted to be on a one hour action drama, and that's what I did, and it was successful. And I know how lucky I was. And before it happened, I felt I was like, "There's a place for me in this business, and it's going to be a good place." I know it. And then that happened. Yeah. Then it ended. And now I'm all the things that people say you're not supposed to be as a female in this business. But I still believe there's a good place for me in the business. Yeah. And I think I'm going to find it again. Mm-hmm. And I don't need it the same way that right. I used to. Um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of okay with whatever happens. But, but if you, I have if stories you, to tell. And if you look, if you never booked another thing again, yeah, you had a really successful run at this. I did. Like, it's a pretty incredible thing. I did. And the conventions are always there, making the connections with fans and future fans. Like, yeah. it's a pretty incredible, you know, we, we were talking to a friend of ours on the show, and she transitioned from acting to writing. Right. And I described it as her having a successful acting career, and she didn't look at it that way. And then she thought about it and goes, well, yeah, I guess I made a living acting yeah. for so long and it is successful but also successful in in our like you get something even if it's successful it ends right yeah <laughs> then there has to be another thing yeah right. you have to keep hustling and, and pushing end. that will end too you know and that, like it, you, you you're piecing together your life it's not you can't design it you can't no you what know? would you be your dream role right now well, I'm actually trying to develop a comedy, believe it or not. So thank you for having me on your podcast because yeah. you've just, you've made me see if I'm funny, You're which welcome. I don't know you, that I am. But I'm trying to develop a comedy with a friend of mine who's a writer, and I don't want to tell you what it is because I don't want to give it away. It's about a succubus that had a baby, and she's now a mom. What do you do about What do you do when your baby's a succubus too? <laughs> and then you have to breastfeed. It's called br- Baby Demon. And then, yeah. <laughs> Why are you using formula? Because if I breastfeed, the baby will suck the life out of me. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's catch-22. Um, it is about a former sci-fi babe. That's all I can say. So I'm trying to develop something. What's, it, call- What's it called? Oh, she, you got a hold of I know. I was, just, I was hoping yeah. she would slip up. No. I'm oh, not. You're Who's evil. writing it? You're Who's evil. your friend? Her name is Anna as well. Mm. I only work with people with the same name as me. And Smart. only with people... Uh, wait, who is the manager? Wait, who's Angelo? Angelo is Angelo's my friend. The conduit. He's your friend. I'm just He's saying. The conduit. Everybody's got an A, which is a big my, deal my in LA. Everybody is needs Abe. a conduit. Abe. Yeah. Abe, Abe Angelo, oh. Anna, Anna. Yeah, it's true. You could branch out and try to find a B or a C name. Yeah, I, I could. But I'm trying to develop something. <laughs> I would like to work again. I really would in a significant way. Who? 
Who wouldn't? Yeah. I'm ready. My kids are, you know, a little bit older. Yeah, once I get into school, it's like the doors open. You're yeah. Like, Where's my spirit yeah. going? We had the yeah. co-creator and writer of Saw in here yesterday. We should have... I can just, scream. We just I- should have had you guys back to back. Right. I could have auditioned right here. Yeah. He's done with that franchise, though. Oh, really? Well, yeah. I mean... It was, it was he was done at three. Those. He was done after three. Yeah. The tenth one is coming out this year. Oh my God. Isn't that insane? Yeah. It's insane, but it's amazing what works, right? Like it Yeah. It works. Yeah. Well, Anna. Yes. Thank you. It's guys. a settled matter. It is a settled matter. You're incredible. Thank you. I, I mean, and again, the sh- the show and it really was um, monumental for its time. It certainly and was. the character, and I do hope it continues to live on. And I'm I want to I want a reboot or a movie. I think that we're we calling for it. This call for it. Um, it's been called. It's been called. It's been called. Yeah, Derek, Derek's called they just somebody. Cleared it. <laughs> they just cleared it. Those are headphones. There's no. It's not a two way. No, it was, it's something up there. The spirits <laughs> in the sky. <laughs> The demons. You know, it has been a pleasure being here. Yeah. Eric, yeah. I only know a little bit. We're getting to know each other. Yes. Eric, this is the first time I've met you. I feel like what you, you give final word, it, it, whatever you say shall happen because you have a cool factor that... He does. It's, it's intense. So it's we've, good. Uh, it's good. we've learned... I like that it's intense. No we've learned said. you're cool. Yeah. I'm not. You didn't learn that. I'm not Or cool. you hadn't learned that yet? That you're cool? Yeah. No, you have a cool factor. Yeah. That's why I like hanging out with you. He only says nice things to me once the mics are off. <laughs> I do call him after an interview or in the event, and, I'm, and I'll be like, you did great, or I just listened to that episode. You were so funny. Like, I point out funny things you say, yeah. but to his face on, on the mic. You're mean. I'm mean. Spicy. <laughs> I'm mean, because he has to learn. You have to keep He has to learn. He's not going to keep trying. No. You- He's <laughs> not going to keep pushing. Anna's taught yeah. us, you keep pushing. You keep I pushing. get enough spice from my wife. Well, Anna, thank you so much for coming in and being with us. And then, uh, listen, the comedy will get made, and then you'll come back and and talk about it and bring it and bring the other Anna. I will. We'll set up a fourth mic. Yes. And we'll do a full Anna interview. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Anna Palooza. Anna Palooza. -Palooza. All right. Thank you. I'm, I'm up for that. Thank you, guys. Toodles. Toodles.